Mr. Anderson, welcome back. We missed you. Enough of that! Fuzzy, are the rocks ahead? If they are, they all be dead. No more rhymes now, I mean it! Anybody want to feel it? Ah! Goonies never say die! Hi, I'm Lori. And I'm Steve. And this is The Watch Pile. Tonight, we are going to watch a movie that I've always loved for various multiple reasons, but mainly for Tim Curry. And I've never seen it. And I can completely understand why you would never have seen this specific movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's weird because it's a movie that maybe I should have seen and I just never did, so. Yeah, well, you know. So we are going to watch Legend. Oh, boy. (laughs) Now, when when I was growing up, there was always, you know, in the geek world, you have Star Wars versus Star Trek, and we are full-on Trekkies in this household. Right. So just put that up there. We like both, but there's we like a definite both. preference. We are absolute Trekkies. But for the fantasy world, it was Legend versus Labyrinth. And some oh, people, okay, yeah. yeah. And some people would throw Dark Crystal in there, but Dark Crystal is an entirely different movie. It's, it is different. <laughs> there's a lot of DNA between that and Labyrinth, hmm. as we know from... Uh, the museum in Brooklyn yep. with the Muppets, but um, no, you're right. I mean, well, I haven't seen Dark Crystal either, so that'll be another episode. But that <laughs> anyway, that'll be another episode. That'll be a way later episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Le- Labyrinth and Legend. It was always, do you prefer David Bowie or do you prefer Tom Cruise? And I don't like Tom Cruise in Fuck the least. That. It's Tim Curry versus David Bowie. <laughs> it is Tim Curry versus David Bowie. It really is. But it's not at the same time. Um, so, yeah, this if, if you haven't ever seen Legend, you really should give it a watch. If you are a Tim Curry fan, uh, this movie is prime, prime wall-eating, scenery-devouring <laughs> Tim Curry. So he's got those teeth. <laughs> and he is in, if, if you've ever seen the cover, or even if you just Google Tim Curry legend, you will see him dressed up as darkness. And he has these giant horns coming out of the side of his head. He has He's in head-to-toe, full prosthetics. He's neon red. He's the devil. He's the he's the devil, quote unquote. But he's not really the devil because actually, partway through the movie, he talks to the devil. Right. So, he is, which I was a little confused about. <laughs> he is just darkness, is what his character's name is. So, uh, Legend came out in 1985. Its running time is about 90 minutes, give or take. Um, there is actually an alternate director's cut, which is almost two hours, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because I've actually, we, I couldn't find a copy of the director's cut for us to watch. Um, but when I, I did a little bit of research online and a website I found did a shot for shot. What was the difference? I have no idea how they added 30 more minutes more into this movie. Um, there's just so, so many weird changes that it was like 30 second extra shot of 
you know, the the giant green monster. Well, I mean, <laughs> no. The thing I know is, the thirty like, seconds adds up. If but. I was making this movie, I would have been like, no, that that shot stays. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. And like, I will probably get into, we'll probably get into it how I feel about that and why I'm like, wow, yeah, ninety minutes that went by in a second. Legend came out at the height of the fantasy yeah. of the 80s. Like yeah. there, there was just a slew of movies that came out in the 80s that were all these high fantasy quote-unquote movies. Of painted vans. Yes. <laughs> um, you had things like Lady Hawk and Excalibur and Lady Labyrinth. Hawk, you're and, right, yeah. Oh yeah, like and True Love Story versus a, a you know Sword and Sorcerer, which is all all the rest of them and are on this are kind of more Sword and Sorcerer. Like when we get to the Willow episode, you're gonna love it. <laughs> okay. But then like we went into the '90s and we literally had Neverending Story. We had like the sequels to Neverending Story. And that was well, it. right, yeah. Then we there were was doing, nothing like, else. A sequel or two. Yeah. And yeah, then we just kind of it just kind of like tapered off in the '90s, and then more about disaster movies. Yeah. Halfway through the '90s, and like and big and big epic action films. That's when we started getting like Fast and the Furious and stuff like that. Yeah. And then when we hit the 2000s, that's when Lord of the Rings came out, and, and uh, all of a right. sudden, and High Fantasy was back. back in. Yeah. And so, I did, yeah, that was kind of like. The, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the movies, got me into, okay, maybe fantasy can be cool. I tried reading the books, didn't care nope. for them. Nope. I read The Hobbit, I nope. was bored to tears. I, I read a lot of The Fellowship of the Ring, and I was like, I can't keep doing this, you know. I've tried reading the uh, graphic novel versions of them, yeah. figuring that would help me with the... Not necessarily. Uh, no, because my thing is... I, Reading the books is not the problem. My problem is I don't need six pages on how white Gandalf's beard is. I yeah. give me half a paragraph. I don't want any of the songs. Done. The songs. Yeah. That always nope. pissed me off. It was like, oh, they were all singing this song. And I'm like, well, what's the tune? Yeah. You know, I, I had that problem like, all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know the tune to the song. Then, so. But the thing is, people knew the tunes to these songs somehow. So when the movies came out, like people were like, oh, man, just just like how I remember yeah. reading it. I'm like, the hell no. are you <laughs> talking about? Yeah. Um, but we also had um, the Harry Potter series. We had the Narnia, yeah. all the Narnia movies that came oh. out. Oh, you're right. Because so. I did like Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe yep. when I was a kid. Um, or just, you know, the... I actually wrote down a list of like all of the ones. And you had like stuff like The Last Unicorn, and which I don't think you've ever seen that either. I, I had never even heard of it until you mentioned it. So we'll have to add that to our list. But then like Princess Bride is kind of in the... They consider it part of it, but it's... That's more of a sword and sword. That's more of a sword and princess. The what? What is it? The lion and the wardrobe. The lion. The, <laughs> the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. The, the, but the Cornley. Uh, oh, the Cornley University. Is the, the, uh... the Cornley University version of it from um, the play that goes wrong, I believe, is the lion and the wardrobe. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, but. Uh... Yeah, no, I did like Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe a lot. I didn't read the rest of the series, but I loved that book. But I never got to see the movies because at that point I was like, eh, I'm a little too old now to get that jazzed about it. And I had read those books in school. We had to read the whole series in school. Yeah. And the, I think it was the BBC that did them. Oh, yeah. I they saw had some a really good version of it that yeah. they played on PBS all the time, that and we watched true. those in school. That is true. So, all right, so we are going to give a brief 
synopsis. I'll find a good one on IMDb here. Wow, there's one that's like super tiny, but really does actually tell the entire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. A demon who seeks to create eternal night by destroying the last of the unicorns and marrying a fairy princess is opposed to the forest boy Jack and his elven allies in his magical in this magical fantasy. Two different versions of this picture feature soundtracks by either Tangerine Dream or Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, she's yeah, she's not a fairy princess. That that she's just a girl. She's just a girl. Yeah, she's yeah, she's not a fairy. We get actual we get an actual fairy in this. Yeah, I know. So. She's she's not even a princess, is she? Yes. Uh, Okay, she is. She's higher, not necessarily a princess, quote unquote, but she's definitely not like, you know, common folk. She shouldn't be hanging out with that lady in that house. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) You don't pay. You should. You should be acting more. More your station. (laughs) Um. So the cast list on this is uh, pretty interesting. So the top bill cast, obviously Tom Cruise. Uh, Mia Sarah as Lily, mm-hmm. and Tim Curry as Darkness, David Bennett as Gump, Alice Platon as Blix. Gump? Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest, yeah literally Forrest Gump. Um, Billy Barty as Screwball, Cork Hubbard as Brown Tom, and Kieran Shaw as Blunder, Annabelle Lanyon as Una, Robert Picardo Benito. as uh, Meg oh. Mucklebones. Ro- Robert Picardo. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. And multiple other performers that were um, various voices for fairies and things like that. But that was the top built, pretty much the top built cast right there. And there were some actors that actually doubled as voiceovers. So um, is, uh, it was interesting because when I was reading up on, on things on the background of, this, of the movie, I found out that the the actor who played Gump has a very thick German accent and the director didn't like that. You know, Oh yeah, by the way, this is directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah, this, and, which is one reason why it's like, <laughs> how come I haven't seen this? Yeah. Um, so they had the actress, Alice Platon redub all of his. <laughs> See, that was the thing. It, it, redub it, everything. There was, so. there's a very eighties redubbing of that voice. Mm-hmm. And, but I, but I just thought it was like, yeah, we're going to process this a little bit. I thought that it was uh, that naked little boy's actual voice. <laughs> Do you think you can upset the order of the universe and not pay the price? He was 19. I had to look it up because I got very uncomfortable partway okay. through the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with the amount of uh, Tom Cruise crotch shots well, yeah, in this we'll, movie. It's yeah, ridiculous. We'll definitely uh, talk about, about all that. Why so, haven't you seen this? So, like, actually... Um, well, yeah, that is that is a thing. I was, like, scratching my head. How come I haven't seen this? Because it is a Ridley Scott movie. I love a lot of it. I haven't seen all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Kingdom of Heaven is another one that I've always wanted to see and haven't. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, Alien, obviously, is um, capital B, the best film. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Blade Runner, I love Blade Runner. Uh, what else of his that I, you know, Gladiator, of course, Thelma and Louise, so, um, good shit, but I never got to see this. Part of it is just because of the fact that I, not until maybe the last ten years I really started to care about fantasy, Mm -hmm. it never really, uh, did it for me, but, like, I did see, like, I have a very vague 
very early memory of seeing this on TV while one of my brothers was watching it, like yeah. on, it, it was on Showtime the, or whatever. It was on the CW, or, or at that point it was UPN <laughs> way back in the day on like Sunday afternoon. Oh, okay, on the, yeah. The two o'clock Sunday afternoon movie, this played a ton Okay, all right. Yeah, it's just, it's a movie that was sort of lost to time, I guess, by the time I might have cared about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, but I did remember seeing a bit of it, and shockingly enough, I was not scared, because it was just all darkness all the time of what I was seeing my my brother Mm -hmm. watching, so... It was because of Conker's jacked up teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, so we'll we'll get to it. And that's, like, what is this, 85? 85, yep. Tom Cruise... And he's top build, right? Yes. He's what top... have he done at this point? Like risky business is that? Is this he was, pre or he? Well, he's top build on IMDb, but let's see what he had done prior is this, to this. Uh, the year nineteen eighty five is that BRB or ARB before risky business after risky <laughs> business? Because that seems to be like when it's like Tom Cruise took over. This the is world. ARB. That was eighty three. Oh no shit! Yeah, so, so and this was that before... movie is as old as I am. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he had done he had done the Outsiders Blu-ray at this point DVD. as well. So that's kind of why. Wait, what else was it? he had Sorry. also done the Outsiders by this point? Ah yes. So that's kind right. of why he was real jacked up teeth. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of why he was big bunny ears around at top build. Mm-hmm. So, all right, okay, so. Yeah, let's, let's let's get into this. Let's, let's, get let's in, delve let's get into, into this. So we start off with a scene with Darkness talking to Blix, giving him instructions, and, and Blix is a goblin man. Blix is a goblin man, and the the very first you get we get a scroll. First of all, we get a, oh we get, boy, do we get a scroll? <laughs> we get an info dump scroll. We get um, we get like a. <laughs> um, a series of scrolls, yeah. practically. I was like, okay, already, gee whiz. <laughs> well, that's the one thing about fantasy movies is that they you have to set up your entire world in a very small amount of time. Yeah, sure. So you can't. You either have to have a scroll that explains it, yeah. or you just have to assume your audience is smart enough to figure it out. And in the '80s, nobody assumed their audience was smart enough to figure anything right. out. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> and Ridley's no stranger to it because of Blade Runner. Yeah. But, but this the scroll like that really... went on for years. <laughs> um, so, the very first thing that we see is Tim Curry in all of his gorgeous redness, but he's under blacklight, and he has... He looks... Yeah, he was more... Uh, he was more black. At, the, he at was this like point, he's, he's black blackish blue head. because he's under the blacklight. So, uh, he, well, he has... Yeah. yeah, he has his regular outfit on, but he's under the blacklight. So, he has blacklight... Spencer gifts. <laughs> He has blacklight sclera lenses on, uh-huh. and he has blacklight extra ratchet Those nails, nails that are neon green, and they're all glowing in light and everything. And he is just... He's in his, oh, he's in he's his recliner, in his, oh, he's, and, his, in his recliner. and his living room is on fire. <laughs> so. He's just going to town, talking, you know, oh. I, what, I thought he was going to say that smiling makes his face ache. I, I, there, there was a point where I was like, we're getting a little Rocky Horror in here right now. This is a little interesting. <laughs> so he has this big monologue in the beginning, and then the lighting changes, and we're seeing him from behind in this entire scene. And all we see is a finger and a hand and one arm. It was a little bit like Inspector Gadget with the claw. 
where you only saw like, oh, yeah, the, right. the one arm and that was it. <laughs> yeah. And he gives Blix his instructions and basically says you need to go kill the only two beings that will keep light on the pl- on earth so that darkness can rule and he takes a knife at one point and sticks it on Blix's head and says this is how you'll know what you're looking for and it was kind of like sticking a dildo on somebody's head. Why didn't you really just show him a picture of a unicorn? Because it's more fun to shove crap on somebody's forehead. <laughs> I'm going to stab you in the head. I'm just going to stab you in the head. Um, but the whole reason they filmed this scene from behind was because Tim Curry at one point went to go take his makeup off and literally ripped the skin of his face off. Oh so Ridley, no! Ridley, <laughs> Ridley Scott was kind of like oh how about we, we we'll just we'll just make do the makeup on one arm and then you can just we'll just let there you yeah. heal it's a dr claw <laughs> yeah it is we'll just let you heal a little bit before we can uh Yikes. you know before we go on no, so they use that angle a couple of times yeah and i'm like why are we seeing it from back here on yep. this wide ass lens <laughs> and just doing a long shot so. because tim curry ripped his face off that's interesting know, what are you gonna do Shit happens. Wow. <laughs> uh, we then see Lily running through the forest Mia towards Sarah. Mia Sarah, running through the forest towards a little cottage and playing a prank on Nell, who is a the woman who lives in the cottage, and she was hanging up her. She's the baker's wife. She's from, the baker's from wife. From into the woods. <laughs> into the woods. It's true. She was hanging up her laundry and uh, Lily decides to pull the knot on the laundry line. And Nell, you know, freaking fairies is basically right, what she says. Blaming fairies. Blaming fairies. Which sets which you up. For sets you up for the fairies that come later. What and we're in. It's, if, it, as if the devil talking to a goblin wasn't yeah. enough to let you know that this is a fantasy story. This is a fantasy story. We have to talk about fairies. So, Lily and Nell have this great conversation about the boy. The boy? The boy. (laughs) I don't want to reference other podcasts on this show, but I guess we've already screwed that up. (laughs) It's going to be hard not to because we listen to so many other freaking podcasts. (laughs) Anyway, so they start talking about the boy that Lily is involved with and is going out with, quote unquote, with big old bunny ears around it. And Lily starts talking about how... um, Oh, she lo- she loves him so much, but that's not how it is. The you know the whole I don't like him like that. Yeah, I don't like it like that. We're just friends. Conversation. Yeah, and Nell basically says something to the effect of, "You need to start acting your station, and you know you're above hanging out with us, and yada yada yada." So Lily romps off into the forest when she realizes that she's that she's running late, and she romps off into the forest and starts yelling for Jack, and. She freaks out for a second because she's yelling for him and he's not responding. And then he just like... Maybe he's just not there. There, I know. He just drops down from the freaking treetops and like lands next to her. And she's like, oh, Jack, you scared me. It's like, okay. You were calling for him anyway. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's it's Tom Cruise. In shorty shorts. In very short shorts. Like, he's in his risky business... Tidy whities. You're right. You're right. I don't know why I never made that connection. It must. That must have been it. It's like everybody wants to see your legs, Tom. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. Everybody just no. got to get them legs. No, and there's some very unfortunate moments in this movie, too, where Tom Cruise is squatting down, man-spreading. Oh, he's squatting this whole movie. This whole movie, but then there are shots where somebody has, like, there's a shot later on in the movie where he's... somebody has a crystal ball in their hand. And it's literally <laughs> dick height with Tom Cruise. Ah! And it's just like, I had to look away for a second, because I was just like, I just, I can't. I can't right now. He's squatting all over the place. He's giving the pitcher signs. Oh. You know, just... If he wasn't hanging out with all these little dwarves and imps and whatever, he wouldn't have to be squatting down like this so much. Yeah, that's true. Everybody... So. Well, they had to make him look tall. So they had to hire any, <laughs> everybody in the entire cast. If It's funny. If you look at everyone in the cast, the solid, the entire cast, like, they max out at, like, 5'3". That, and well, that's Tom Cruise. See, this is the thing. <laughs> I have... <laughs> I have always wanted to play like in a like in a, a game against like ten year olds, like a game of basketball where they have like the lowered hoops mm-hmm. still, and I just want to like play a game against all of them just so that I can know what Shaq feels like. <laughs> you can't do ten year olds because ten year olds to... are your height now. Those <laughs> growth true. hormones and shit. You got to play against like three year olds. <laughs> Those kids keep getting bigger and bigger. I know. All that Monsanto food, man. That's right. So Jack decides to take Lily to see the unicorns. And we get this great shot down this long river. And you see two unicorns frolicking in the distance. Frolicking is the word. Frolicking really is the word. And they're, they're having fun off in the distance. And Jack is so excited that he gets to share this with Lily. And then Lily decides to be a bitch and... Decides she wants to pet one of the unicorns. Yeah, was it her? It was her idea, right? Yeah, it was her idea. Okay. She just kind of like, all of a sudden, walked out into the middle of the river. It's getting a little and, biblical. <laughs> and Jack is like, "Lily, no, you can't do that. It's not allowed." Hey, yeah, hey, don't. don't, no, don't. And he has this face when he like he stands up and he's looking at her with, with like he's like holding the tree back. And he's looking at her, and then he just has this disgusted frat boy look on his face and just drops the tree, and, like, drops the branch in front of his face and turns and walks away. Yeah, he, he has <laughs> like, this really, like, oh, thought you were different, Lily. Exactly! And just, like, and just like, 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 walks off like he's in a Greek tragedy. Yeah, yeah. It's and a, then... It's a tonal, it's a weird tonal thing. Yeah. Because we go from, like, one shot of this, a really nice shot of her, like, reaching out to the unicorn mm-hmm. to pet him, and he just, like, and then he just turns away with this, like, ugh. Yeah. Very classical, like, Yeah, I expected the hand on the back of the head. Right, the, exactly. Oh, how dare you? Pinching the bridge of the nose. Yes. Like that. Very yeah. verklempt. It was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, and because this is happening, Blix and his little two other fellows his other two goblin the people the pig guy the pig the guy, guy who, and the guy that looks like he's out of labyrinth he yeah, literally the other guy, the guy is like totally stolen from labyrinth the bus to which get is to the it's labyrinth um, set. yeah labyrinth was actually from 86 so it's more like they stole it from him yeah. but well, we won't go there yeah, Jim Henson was like, "We gotta have weird puppets." Yep. And we, we and we need a female lead with great eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, better yeah. eyebrows. Better eye. There are no better. Who eyebrows. Who has better eyebrows than this? Is it Mia Sara or Tom Cruise? 
Uh, Tom Cruise has a full-on unibrow. Well, he does in this have movie. the unibrow going on. Yeah, he has right. a total unibrow in this movie. Yeah. This is before they fixed his teeth, before they mm-hmm. fixed his unibrow, before they fixed his nose. Like, oh, his oh. nose is still got a. It's it's not as cockeyed. Tom has a good nose on him. <laughs> it's not as cockeyed. I'll be talking about noses and eyebrows plenty on this show. Yeah, he's so. got a thing for eyebrows, guys. Yeah. Just just a heads up. Um, so because this is all going on. Blix and his friends show up, and they end up um, spear like blowgunning one of the unicorns. Oh right, yes. <laughs> so that they can, and then the unicorn dies, for lack of a better word. And uh, we see this great shot, like a reverse shot of the unicorn getting up so now the unicorn's lying down and it's the reverse and the hair reverses and it's kind of cool the way that they shot there's a couple shots like that in here and it's just like you know why they did it the way they did it but but, you know it's it's like you know why they did it the way that they did it but having it be the reverse shot of something actually made it look more fantasy and made it fit in with that one little spot it's very dreamlike um backwards i was like backwards fire backwards fire and backwards water those are my two favorite well, things and we do get a backwards is, water uh, definitely yeah like we get that. a backwards water later on in the movie um but there's also a tiny little shot where lily is coming back to where jack is supposed to be waiting for her in the bushes and jack is gone and we get very like hercules xena warrior princess cloud shot yeah you're right <laughs> It's a very like yeah. Sam Raimi Rob Taper cloud yes. shot, and you hear Lily like talking about, "Oh my God, Jack! It was so good! It was wonderful!" And all you hear is Jack's voiceover. So you're like, "Is he talking from the clouds? Like, what is going on yeah, here?" Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see that they're like in the same frame together at one point. But it's like, "Where did what? Huh?" And he's like. You're not supposed to touch them. You're not supposed to do that. And she's like, but it was so great. And he's like, but it is known. Like, known by who? It is known. It is known. Known by who? Okay. It so is known. setting setting up more. Khaleesi. Yeah, pretty much. It is known, Khaleesi. Very, setting up world building at this point. And there isn't a terrible amount of it in this, though. No, because we're only seeing. Basically, this movie takes place within. I think it's a. I think it's about twenty four to forty eight hours. Not even. So we feels don't... like it. Feels <laughs> like an afternoon. And it really into the yeah. next morning to me. It's not really that long of a In, time no. frame that the movie takes place on it. But the unicorn gets blow darted and passes and, and dies, and the uh, Blix comes over and cuts off the unicorn horn. Right. So they. It explodes. It explodes. Uh, they take the the unicorn horn and. Lily runs away and realizes that everything has frozen. Everything has turned to snow. Right. So yep. she runs back to Nell's cottage and finds that Nell and the fire and the bread and the ch- the baby that's in the, car- the cradle and everyone there is frozen. Earlier in the movie, she had had a premonition while watching Nell's clock and the clock froze over while she was before, right before Nell All came right. in and scared yeah. the shit out of her. Okay, yep. So this is, you know, foreshadowing children. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so she while she's hiding there, Blix and his friends come into the the cottage and start wreaking havoc with the unicorn horn because they realize it's basically a giant magic wand. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like a Harry Potter wand. It is a Harry Potter wand. So they start just playing with it and 
we all of a sudden... And Blix is rhyming all over the place. Oh, that's kind of what he I, does. I can't stand it. Higher, higher, burning fire, making music like a choir. That's what he does, though. His whole character is that. Goblins and whatever just rhyming yeah. all, you know, all over the place. But it's a fantasy movie. Everything has yeah, to rhyme. It's always, yeah. Everything has to rhyme. Again, so I, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. didn't bother. Anyhow, so yeah, they're 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 playing with the wand, and she's uh, freaking her uh, shit out under the table. She's, yeah, she's <laughs> under the table and trying to get away, mm-hmm. or like trying just trying not to be noticed and hoping that they leave. They and they do eventually leave. Yeah. And she eventually gets out into the snow. Meanwhile, Jack is... <sighs> How do I say that Jack is passed out in the snow and we just get a crotch shot as <laughs> the camera... Una... So Una is the tiny little light bug. Who She's a oh, sprite. Okay. She's a sprite. And she reminds me of the effect that they use for Tinkerbell in every yes. single version of Peter Pan on only stage this was, ever done. I feel like this was done really well. It There's was. There's only one time when I was like, oh, I can see the string. Yeah, and... Other than that, yeah. I was like, looks awesome. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why, like, in this particular production, I thought that it, they did a really good job. They did, and it, it, you, it, again, for how old this movie is, we, I mean, we were, we were watching it, st- we were streaming it, and it wasn't necessarily the HD version of it, but the effects held up. The oh, yeah. practical no, I mean, effects absolutely hold up. At that point in time, mid to late 80s, I think, is when practical was at its best. Mm. You know? Like, I mean, you get down. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, Terminator 2 and Jurassic Park. But we had computers going on then, yeah. too. It's like, this is just purely like, nope, we did it all right there. Yep. And, um, yeah, so I mean, it's just about anything you get from that era is still hmm. going to hold up, I feel like. And it's because a lot of it's practical. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, you don't have the CGI buffering it. You don't have that weird pixelization. Who, do we you know, know if, like, ILM was involved in on this or, 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 or no? Let me... That's research. Oh, I have the wiki up, so let's see. Um, Screenplay, screenplay, screenplay. I don't think it was ILM because I don't remember seeing that come up when... um. Yeah, I didn't see it on there either. No, but the makeup about the makeup, right? The makeup was done by Rob Botton, who is uh, most well known for the Howling and the John Carpenter version of the Thing. Oh, okay, yeah, doing all of the uh, the production makeup on all the practical makeup on that, right? Um, Because like the credits like made a big deal about him. mm -hmm. It's like special makeup effects. Yeah, special makeup effects. It was like not just makeup effects, but special makeup effects. Mm. It almost seemed like special guest star in a movie, which always, <laughs> always makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. We'll have to check IMDb and see what nah, I find. There's no way to know. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, so Banana Unana shows up and... <laughs> Banana Unana. Yep, she shows up and she wakes up Jack. Jack is also awoken by... Gump and his friends. And here's where things start getting creepy. Creepy? The other big thing with fantasy for me is that Mm -hmm. shit that scene, like, like, these are the good guys! And I'm like, 
creepy. Like okay. little these these dwarves. Sorry, creepy. <laughs> with their big ass eyebrows. I mean, this is too much eyebrows. <laughs> but they're also they cute with like, their cheeks and their little pointy like ears. They're adorable. Caricatures of the Irish. And we've got um, we've got uh, Gump here running around, and he's mm-hmm. creepy looking too. Does he have pointy ears? He does have pointy yeah, ears. Yeah, all right. So yep. it's, so it's like they're saying, like, see, it's okay. He's not human. Yeah, it's okay that he's running around like this in the snow without any clothes on. It's just, I, and then he miraculously has a I just jacket. Feel bad. I, like in a later scene, I just feel bad because I'm like, he all of a sudden, like, well, like Jack all of a sudden has a jacket at one point, and I'm like, where did you get this fur? Yeah, Game of Thronesy jacket. Well, like, what what is this all about? Um, so Jack and his group of friends the, find the fellowship. the fellowship. Yeah, Jack and his fellowship find the mayor. The mayor tells him, tells Jack somehow. I don't know when this she happened. Told him she told him. I didn't get that. Vibe. I didn't get that either. Somehow he found out. Oh, Jack! <laughs> you need to go find Lily. At some point, that's how they figure. That's how they figure it out. Is that? Jack somehow psychically is told, telepathically is told by the, you know, one unicorn to the other unicorn that they need to go get the horn and put the horn back on. But he repents, like, so hard. (laughs) It's like, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. It was my fault. I should never have brought her here. That bitch. (laughs) You know, they end up going on a trek to find various different... Did you ever play Diablo? Oh, yeah. So, like, he has to find, like, the Sword of Truth and the <laughs> and the shield of something and, you know, the shirt of, you know, gold. And the, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he, like, ends up, and yeah, because he ends up, like, in this treasure trove. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just covered in glitter. Yep. Oh my god, there's so much glitter there's in this plenty movie. plenty of glitter in this place. They must have, like, wrung out so many stripper costumes. <laughs> to ca- or in drag queens. Like, oh my god, between the queens and the and the strippers, there was so much goddamn glitter. Is that... Oh. Is there, like, a lint trap and a glitter trap? <laughs> in the dryers so. at a strip club? I think so. <laughs> so. It was just... Oh, and it was all that... It was the gold and the silver and the white iridescent glitter. So yeah. no matter where you looked, somebody had glitter on some part of them somewhere. Right. And it was like plastered. Like 90s, going to the club, 18-year-old girl. That's how like glitterified these people were. Oots, like I was oots, expecting oots, oots. like <laughs> butterfly clips at any point yeah. in time in their hair. It was, it was, mm, it was interesting. So... I forgot where we were in the movie. Oh yeah, they're finding their tr- their treasure trove of stuff. Right. Yeah. And they run into the swamp. I am overburdened. And they run into the swamp hag. Yeah. Named Meg Mucklebones, played, played by Robert Picardo. Robert Picardo. Who needs this tender morsel? Disturbing red Mucklebones dress. What a fine fat boy you are, Jack. You don't really mean to eat me, do you, ma'am? Oh, indeed I do! <laughs> this is our first Star Trek uh, 
m- yeah, mashed we up already, in this. Yeah, we already got here. Yep. <laughs> Who would have thought it would have been uh, the doctor? <laughs> and uh, Robert Picardo was the doctor on Voyager. He was the holographic doctor on Voyager. And I I personally like Voyager. It, it's... It's okay. It's got a lot of good stuff, but it's all, like, you can take away half of it. And the other half is like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some, uh, there's definitely some episodes, like, in, in Star Trek Next Generation, you have the Space Irish episode. Oh. There's, like full-on space Irish plantation episodes in, in Voyager. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, oh, God. Me Janeway falls in love with one of them, who's oh, the bartender. God, oh, God. It just, it. it's... You can keep it. Oh, it's... It, yeah. But then you've got Jerry Ryan in a corset, and... It's all right. Yeah. She's, she's, she's nice right. to look at, but everyone in that TV show is just eating the, eating the walls and the scenery, it's and it's... I mean, it's Star Trek, and you get it. You get a little bit of that anyway. But this was like beyond. <laughs> but we got so we've got this this um, swamp hag sea witch thing going on, and like the thing is, when this was on screen, I was like, "How did they do this?" Because I, mm-hmm. I was, I thought it was like, "Is this a puppet or something?" Because it like, but it couldn't have been because it was like. The way that it moved and the mm-hmm. way that it was speaking, the expressions it was still making, I'm like, no, I think this is a person. Mm-hmm. And so when, then when we find out, it's like, yeah, it's it's Robert Picardo, of all people, is underneath all of that. It's like, what? You oh, could, yeah. Basically, you could have gotten anybody. You could have. To do this. You could have gotten anybody. and I just <clears> love <throat> the fact that it was him. <laughs> he's He's like uh, Odo. He's like Rene Abachonois. Oh, yeah, right. He just okay. shows up random. Like, he been. randomly shows up in the credits, and we all go, Odo's oh. in this. Oh, my God. You know? It could have oh. been. I'm used to having all that stuff plastered on my face. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I ever found out that he was in Little Mermaid, and he played the chef that sings Les Poissons. I about, I, I about, I, I cried. I was laughing so hard. And I can't hear that song now without envisioning Odo singing it, which is even weirder. If you know, if you know anything about Star Trek, you know anything about the character of Odo, it, the way he looks and the, he's a, he, he's, he's a humanoid shapeshifter. So he doesn't, he's not quite human. So do you think about just, that. He's, he's not into fun and that <laughs> chef is having fun. Yes, he is having fun yeah. killing all of the crabs. But I feel I feel bad though because this thing is on screen for like ten seconds and then Tom Cruise chops its head off. Yeah, exactly. And basically, the entire scene is her saying, "I'm gonna kill you because you're ah. you're good and I'm bad, and the the good the bad I'm has to kill." Shit. Yeah, it's like the bad always should be killing the good, and you're and and I'm you're, I'm evil, and that's what I do. And he basically flatters her and tells her how gorgeous she is, and while she's staring into a very shiny shield that up on the tree behind her mm-hmm. he draws his sword which he, he drops like, he just like yeah he fumbles it. he fumbles it and then while she's got her back to him he lifts it up and then calls her so that she looks at him and then she he decapitates her it's some it's some medusa stuff yeah it's, it's right it's, out of it's out of the myth but but it's it like you said he's on he's on screen for tops this scene is less than five minutes so for like figure less than two minutes but um <laughs> figure how much makeup he's got on 
Yeah, plus, right. Plus the rig that he's in, you also have to worry, figure no, out the right. rig that yeah. he's in because he's in a rig that allows him to flailing around in flail the around back and forth. Yeah. Without actually, like, he, he basically the rig that he's in comes up, holds his legs st- straight. Okay. So his legs don't move. Right. And yeah, then it's attached sense. at the waist so that he can flail back and forth. It's yeah. almost the same type of rig that they had in Jaws in the opening scene with the girl that was under that was getting okay. tossed around under the water. Yep. And there is no actually one actually. shot where she turns and you can see the whole rig. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, like, you're just kind of like, hey, look at that. Imagine how Picardo felt, though. Like, I know. I was in that chair for seven (laughs) hours being turned into this green thing. And And I'm on screen for two minutes. And I'm on screen for two minutes. Hmm. That's why they made him a hologram in in Star Trek. Because he was like, I'm not sitting through all that makeup. (laughs) I'm not doing that. I find that the Doctor might be the most, like me, Mm -hmm. as a character from Star Trek. Because he is annoying people with his camera all the time and he's always <laughs> his hollow camera yeah listen to me sing i'm going to sing for you now so back uh, on, also, back on but track I also, but i also like how tom jack just goes oh i did it after he chops yeah. her head off <laughs> yeah. oh it's like, i did oh. it oh this isn't so hard oh i can kill people it's fine that's fine whatever i can do it so we have a smash cut at this point kind of sort of because they're in the they're they're basically in the swamp, and then all of a sudden they're like at the foot of the castle. <laughs> it's like well, we don't need no tra- the other way. She would have gone straight to that, <laughs> that castle. <laughs> we don't need any smash. We don't need any like traveling montage. I feel to get like there's anywhere. a bunch of moments like this in this movie. Oh, there are. Though, it's there are. like okay, now welcome to the water level. the ice level so they make it to the castle and they fall into a dungeon um like you do but the dungeon is actually in the kitchen and we see a lot of well the dungeon is the kitchen the dungeon is the kitchen that's true (laughs) that is true (laughs) and we see a lot of pig chefs yeah, what was that, that? were they like pigmen? I don't know, or... but they were like pigmen. But the thing that um, irked me was that... They reminded that me of something that I've seen. They reminded me of the caretakers in Star, in Star Wars. And I can't think of... Oh, right. The, not the Sarlacc, the... Um... The, the fat pig guys. Yes. The green fat pig. The Can green, you tell we really like Star guys? Wars guys? Um, the green pig dude? Yes, the green yeah, pig dude. Right. Uh, can you tell we really watch Star Wars all the time? Ask us anything about a random Star Trek race and we're all for it. Right. <laughs> Star Wars, we're like, hmm, I don't know. Because you know they've got a name. Mm-hmm. The ones that we've seen have individual names. and They've also been involved in a shit ton of things. Yeah, they were my, they're, they're called, oh, I didn't even know this ones. So I thought I knew these. They're called Gamoreans. Okay. Those guys. Sure they are. Yeah. I, I I didn't even know that that one existed, huh? So anyway, so they 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 get thrown into, well, no, did they get thrown into the jail yet? Yeah, they make it to the castle. There's Jack and his group end up falling into a dungeon in Darkness's hellish kitchen. But they have Una has to let them out first before they can do all their sneaking right, around. Yes. So they're sneaking around, and they're in their they're in their dungeon, and they realize that um, the only way that they can get out is to get the keys. 
And earlier in the movie, Una had revealed to Jack that she's not a sprite. She's not a tiny little ball of light. She's actually a full sprite, full fairy. And she can transform herself between the two different... She's creepy looking. She Yeah. She can... It reminded me of Tinkerbell and Hook, where Tinkerbell is tiny and then all of a sudden she's life-size. And yeah, but at least was, she's Julia Roberts. I know. With good hair. She had great hair in that Cute movie. hair, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Hook. Oh my god. <laughs> Future episode. Do you understand? I, I married him because I do love him, but do you understand what I go through now when he says he doesn't see movies? And I go, how have you never seen this? I don't understand it. We are a year apart. So it's like age-wise. So it's not like he's like four years younger than me or anything like that. It's, it's, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. <laughs> this is why we're doing this we're gonna find out <laughs> we're gonna find out all, all these reasons so they're in the dungeon they find out that una can grow to be normal size and kiss me <laughs> and tom cruise says but una can go get the lights can go get the keys and una like gets pissed because she made him promise that he wouldn't tell anybody and gump is pissed that una was holding keeping this secret from her from them and yeah, there's a lot of drama there's here. There's a lot it's of like, drama. Guys. Like, guys, guys, you're all pretty. Y'all are going to get eaten pretty <laughs> like, soon. Yeah. Do you see the skeletons on the table? Like, you're all going to get there's eaten. There's dudes just getting chopped up, like, over in the next room. Yeah. You see it happening. <laughs> like, we can stand here and watch it happen. So, Una decides that she will do she will do whatever they want as long as Jack will kiss her. So, Jack says, Okay, that's easy. And kisses her on the cheek. Una gets pissed. It's just like, you call that a kiss? Yeah. Am I not pretty? It's like, it's like, hey, it just, you know, I kissed you. Now where's your end of the bargain? Yeah, no it's, shit. it's like, come on. Yeah, it's she didn't put any specifications on this kiss. But I, he could have given her a freaking thimble. It's we would have really, been in an entirely different it's movie. Kind of, it's, it almost becomes fatal attraction. A little bit. It's like, come on, bit. Dan. <laughs> I've never seen Fatal Attraction. Oh, no? Not the entire thing. I really, well, I've seen chunks of it. Yeah. I've seen the, like, my mom was like, here, watch this. Watch this but bunny a get bunny boiled. bunny in a pot. I was like five years old. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Watch I thought it. I bunny thought it, get boiled. I did kind of think it was funny, um, though. <laughs> so, Una goes out But and that's gets... when I was five. I am not a... Believe me, animal cruelty gets me pretty pissed off these days. So. <laughs> that's that's your PSA on animal cruelty, guys. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Animal cruelty, don't do it. So they eventually get the keys, they get out, and they start... Um, they overhear a conversation between Lily and Darkness. And they find out that uh, the unic- uh, that Darkness sorry, can be killed by light. Right. So then they start there creeping around and finding their light, their things that they're basically they're finding giant serving platters that they're going to use as mirrors, and they're going to create <laughs> the mirror light zigzag pattern that they create in the beginning of the Mummy with Brendan Fraser or, to, uh, to, to light gonna, up the pyramid. I was going <laughs> to say Raiders of the Lost Ark. Same thing. But <laughs> it's the same movie. Or um, <clears throat> Fifth Element or to fifth a element. to a lower extent. <laughs> so Aziz. So, Aziz, uh, lights! <laughs> um, but prior, I, I forgot about has, one of the best scenes in the whole movie, actually, is um, 
Lily is dancing with okay, the Okay, I was going to say, I was like, wait, we can't miss this part. So. This is when things get more, the most Ridley Scott for me. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, at near the end, um, in Terrell's, um, at his inner sanctum, it, like, the lighting is very similar, and just, like, the atmosphere is very similar of, like, um, foreboding, and just, you know, you don't know what you're you don't know what you're looking at hmm. half the time um so that felt very much like shot and paced in a very ridley scott kind of a way mm-hmm. same thing with like you know near the end of alien when it's just ripley by herself oh yeah, yeah. you okay. know it's it's got that same thing where it's like you don't know you know there's something weird going on around the corner but you don't know what no what's going on yeah so, so there's a dress that starts dancing and it starts dancing with Lily, and it's the dancer that's wearing the dress has a full black like, sock over their head. I like the way they did with that. silver glitter in yeah. it. More glitter looked awesome. <laughs> and there's this huge ballet scene, and at one point they turn and they part ways, and then Lily is in one corner and the dress is in another corner, and then they come together, and magically Lily is in the dress. It was really well done. That's the scene that I remember out of this movie. Every time someone mentions this movie, I think of Tom Cruise in his shorty shorts, yeah. Tim Curry as the devil, and that dancing dress. Right. Because I'm a huge goth kid, and that dress is like... It's a great dress. Oh, that I dress mean, is just, so good. That whole The whole sequence is mm-hmm. just awesome. The whole thing with the... Um, well, yeah, because then she ends up in front of the mirror. And darkness comes out of the mirror, and I proceeded to ask you while we were watching this if you had ever seen the Hug-A-Bunch movie. The what? The Hug-A-Bunch movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so back in the 80s, there was these dolls called the Hug-A-Bunch. And it sounds like it's from England. I don't know where they <laughs> came from. Um, <clears throat> but they were these weird dolls that came out of your mirror. And you hugged them and they gave you hugs and that made you feel better. But in the Hug-A-Bunch movie which we will watch because it is the it is a kids movie and it is so goddamn creepy. It is rid- All right. It's it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but they come out of their mirror out of the mirror and it's the same effect where you see them the mirror ripples and you see them coming out of the mirror and yeah, it's 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 creepy as all shit. But have you ever been in a dream, Neo? <laughs> Pretty much, but you see his you see his cloven hoof come out. You yeah. see his hand come out with yeah. his very muscular forearm come out with it. You know, it's very mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very. Look at me! I'm coming out of the mirror now. So he comes out, and then we get into and he says, "How to do I?" <laughs> that would have made that scene so much better. <laughs> I was re- I was I was waiting for a one plus two plus two plus one somewhere <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> And I was especially waiting for the, I'm not shouting! Is there someone else in this castle? No. (laughs) No, No, there is! Or no, there isn't. (laughs) Darkness goes on this whole tirade. And he's trying to convince Lily to marry him and be with him so that he can then... Because, yeah, sure. Because, yeah, sure. Well, if he marries the, the icon of good that she represents basically his father the devil has basically said you know if if you get her to be one of us that's a hit against 
good and light and everything that's beautiful. So, you know, so Lily has to sit here and listen to Tim Curry go on and on and on. If you didn't know that Tim Curry was this devil creature in this movie, Mm -hmm. this is the scene that would make you go, oh, that's Tim Curry. Right. Because he just comes through and exudes his Tim Curry-ness. Well, that, yeah. Through this one scene. A lot of this scene is like that. He just, like, he just, like, comes, like, sidling up the table and just leans up against just like, so, how are you? (laughs) It's just in a very... In that irresistible Tim, Tim Curry, Curry fashion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just, you know, at one point he's, you know, no, he's like, you know, knocking the, 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 he, she pisses him off by saying something and he like, like knocks everything off the table and yeah. then like turns around and just like one hand on his hip, very like <laughs> s- s- fucking sassy. <laughs> it's like, okay. If you didn't know this was Tim Curry, now you know. So he basically tells her that he tells her the whole plan. He monologues, literally bad guy monologues. Yeah. And tells her the whole plan. She gets smart and says, Okay, here's the deal. I'll marry you if I can kill the unicorn. It's it's like that that whole like, oh, I've just I've hit the jackpot here. Like his he just erupts with the greatest evil I don't think la- erupt is exactly the best word. Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's what's going on here. This is like when he's like, so, what do you want to do tonight? <laughs> and she comes up and she volunteers the most disgusting thing he could possibly come up with. Mm-hmm. And he's into it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's very much a low, slow... Oh, it's, oh, it's, <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's like the Type finest lot. barbecue you've ever had. Oh. Let me tell you. Oh. It's low and slow, baby. And it's it, and this is also one of those scenes that because it's a tight close-up on his face mm. mo- in most of the shots, and it's reverse POV shots for most of it, yeah. when you do get that, like, shot of him with, like, very close-up to his face, it's just, you can see, like, he has no problem with teeth prosthetics. Right. He doesn't have the, the, the he doesn't have the Star Trek bad teeth prosthetic thing that we right. always complain yeah. about when we're watching. Um and he, his, you just see how big his mouth really He's is. Got a giant mouth. It's a giant mouth, and it's just like, and you can see the two little like Halloween outlet fangs, like <laughs> <laughs> just like okay, oh my god! But you like it's, it's such, and you're that close up, even like on our screen. Our screen's like what, like sixty inches or something like that. Oh, and cool. thank you. <laughs> Um, and you can't see the seams. You can't see a break. That's you the, oh. yeah. That's the thing. Like, Face Off. That's mm-hmm. the show that you watch. Um, that show really, you know, it's like you know it already, but like it really gave me that um, appreciation of makeup, mm-hmm. especially when it's like creatures and stuff like that. Like, it, it just none of the makeup in this movie any of the 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 creatures or anything looks like they're actually in makeup they mm. look like they are of that world and i can't think of like anything that i've seen beyond like you know 
Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, mm-hmm. and like when I say Star Wars, I mean like more recent Star Wars, even mm. that it really looks like it's of that world and could only exist there. And now this, yeah, you really get lost in it. Mm. You know, you it's definitely incredible. Did this win any Oscars? No. What the fuck? <laughs> like what else was it, what was what else was it up against makeup wise in eighty five that would have beaten it? Hmm. So why not? But wait, if the movie came out in eighty five, it would have been the eighty six Oscars, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, so in nineteen eighty six, the winner was Mask, and it was Michael, oh, it was okay. Michael Westmore that the, won. Ah, uh, Mr. Westmore. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Yeah. Uh, then I guess that's okay. And it was the nominees were Mask, The Color Purple, and Remo Williams. All right, so we're kind of coming up on the end, anyhow. We are, in fact, coming up on the end. Uh, we are now going to go into Darkness and Lily in her fabulous black dress, which has the deepest V. That's pretty deep it's, V. It's, it is it. That is a belly button deep V yeah. on that dress. And they are in... Matthew Broderick is probably like, wow. <laughs> wow. They end up in kind of like a holding pen area where... They have the unicorn held hostage. Yeah, they got the unicorn all chained up. All chained up. And there's a statue of Pazuzu, literally a statue of Pazuzu. (laughs) In the background. Oh, no. I was like, um, why is the exorcist in this movie? I'm so confused. Um, Bring in that evil cred. I know, right? So she has the giant sword, and Gump and Jack are up on like a ledge or something on the uh, directly opposite of them. And Gump earlier in the movie was like, Jack, she is your one true love. You must always fight for her. Yeah, he she's has amazing. Total, like, 180 yeah, and then here. all he's of a like, sudden she's he's like, like, Hey, she's <clears throat> acting like she's evil right now. Listen to your heart, buddy. Yeah. You know you know she's not doing this for real. And then like five seconds later he's like, Shoot her <laughs> She's going to do it, Jack. Shoot her. Shoot Jack. her. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> And Jack's like, you know, they both got their arrows drawn and their bow and arrow. And Jack's like, it's like switching back and forth between darkness and, and Lily. Like, right. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And they pull the chain taut so that the unicorn's head is like right next to Lily. Right. And Lily lifts up this giant sword with this shit-eating evil grin on her face. Yeah. And then proceeds to cut the chain, freeing the unicorn. Oh, how could, uh, how did it? darkness not see this coming yeah (laughs) how was that not telegraphed and at that point both gump and jack shoot darkness so he's got arrows sticking out of him darts sticking (laughs) sticking out out of him and uh then jack and darkness have a very nice rough and tumble fight i kind of like this fight this was a pretty good fight scene. Things I, are continually on fire. They, <laughs> there's lots of fire. There's lots of Tom Cruise has to jump over something and land with his ass to the camera. Yes. In a squatting position. Yeah. Like, seriously? Yeah. Um, anyway. So at one point, he gets thrown... Uh, Darkness throws him up against, like, a giant rock of some sort and is is a literally running... From one side of the room to the other side. Oh, and yeah. And you get to see Tim Curry running yeah. down the whole length of the set. And those gigantic horns, like, hold up, Yeah, and they literally pierce on either side of Jack. Yeah. So that's a really cool shot. But then Jack realizes that he can get rid of Darkness and kill Darkness if he pierces him with, the, if he stabs him with the unicorn horn. Right. And he sees the unicorn horn... 
slowly falling into oh, a small... Oh, it just, small... like, sinks into, like, a little bowl-sized thing of lava. And all I could think of was crawl. No, it's that's what glaive. I was thinking, too. I was like, we got a real glaive situation here. He's got to go and reach in for it, just like in, uh, at the end of crawl. I was like, okay, then. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um... So he picks he picks up the unicorn horn and he stabs darkness and then there's another bit of uh, monologuing that Tim Curry does and I actually really enjoy this little bit. And this is the part that I remember seeing my brother watching oh, at the end and okay. I'm like, oh. You think you have one? What is light without dark? What are you without me? <laughs> I am a part of you all. You can never defeat me. We are brothers. Eternal. And then he Tom eventually... Cruise is kill the devil right now. <laughs> he eventually... Loses his grip on whatever he's holding on to yeah, and falls he's like, off. This is like a weird thing. He's like, the light is like shining on him, so mm-hmm. he's not digging that. But like, he's like standing in the middle of a hallway and he's like trying to hold on to yeah, both trying to like sides rip of it. The hallway but he's like falling backwards. Yeah, he's, well, the light is, well, obviously the power of light. We all know how this works. The minute you get hit <laughs> with the light off the mirror plate things all of a sudden the light has the force of a wind tunnel right and the light forces you back and throws you to the other side of the room happens at every single movie that anyone ever gets hit with those light beams because we all know that that's what happens vampire or something (laughs) physics this is how this works so he gets shot back by the light yeah and he falls into space that's it because because that's what happens it's the one place that hasn't been corrupted by capitalism. <laughs> space. <laughs> so that's how Tim Curry ended up in space to that's be it. in that that video game. Okay. That's it. Red All Alert right. Three and uh, Legend are space. They are uh, oh, one in the same. One in the same. So after this happens, we go back into the forest and. Lily is unconscious, and Jack realizes the only way to... She's back in her regular clothes, right? She is back in her regular clothes, and her regular dress is no longer torn up. Because before she got into her black dress, her her lovely little white dress had been torn to shreds. Uh. So somehow, the magic of the light put her... sewed her dress back together. Sure. I got nothing. Sure. Go for it. (laughs) 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 Whatever. So Jack realizes that the only way to help her is, again, the whole true love's kiss thing. So way back, way in the earlier movie, we had we totally missed this one section, talk about this one section. Lily decided to, again, be a bitch and had a ring in her hand and said, I will marry any, the, the, I will marry the man who finds this ring. Oh, yeah. And she threw the ring off a cliff. That's kind of really what got stuck in the first place yeah. in all of this. And... Jack jumped off the cliff to go find it, and then Lily started freaking her shit out and like oh, I didn't mean it. Yeah, but something by Just by missing that, that scene at the store, by missing talking about that scene, I completely forgot to talk about the fact that when the when the ring falls into the water, mm. it's that shot. Peter Jackson completely ripped off that same shot in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's the exact same shot yeah. of the ring falling into the river, and I was like, 
I realize rings only fall into the river the one way. It's not like they all, they're like they can do it differently. <laughs> it's literally the same shot. Peter Jackson, you know, has, he's done that a few, it's Lord of the Rings, there's some stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, King Kong, he remade King Kong. Yeah, I know. And he wanted to do some other thing. Dam Busters, which I don't think ever got made. Dam Busters? That's, I was reading about it. It was like the next thing he was going to do after King Kong, and that was going to be another like remake of some ancient thing that no one cares about. Because uh, the new but thing, but he that... loved it, so uh, I'm going to make that movie. Yeah, well, he's doing Mortal, doing, uh, uh, Mortal uh, Instruments Mortal right Engines. now. So. The Mortal which, Engines, which Mortal Engines, yeah, looks uh, stupid as hell. Oh, I actually read the book, the first book. The book's actually pretty good. So, well, it's given. Um, uh, what's his name? Something to do. Uh, Agent Smith. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his <laughs> name all of a sudden. Um. Oh, yeah. He was also in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he played the elf. That elf. That elf. There's a lot of elves in those God. movies. Anyway. Damn it! I'm old. I can't remember anything anymore. <laughs> so, at the we're, we're back to the end of the movie now that we've tangented back to the beginning. We're back to the end. Right. So Jack goes and finds the ring. Brings it back, kisses her, puts the ring on her finger. She wakes up. They talk, and they profess their <laughs> love for each other, and they make out in the grass as one does after right. this shit has happened. Um, and Gump has, in the meantime, taken the horn, put it back on the unicorn. The unicorn is magically now alive again, and we see the I put the horn back on and the, the horse. unicorn. The horse is. <laughs> Jenna was very happy. <laughs> and the last scene we see is is Jack and Lily running towards Lily's castle and Gump and all of the and the two unicorns and all of the other um not elves, dwarves up on a rock waving at them and they're waving at each other and that's the end of the movie. And uh, and we get a song from uh the guy from Yes. Sings you did say a cute that. little song as yep. well. So that's legend. That's legend. And it because it's a fantasy movie, it, it just goes on for friggin' ever. But it Even though it's it, an hour and a half. It it but it's paced well, but it just goes on forever. Yeah. And it's like there are some scenes that you're like, I don't need to see them searching for mirrors through every single piece of the kitchen. Yeah, right. that, You could have cut that, that, is, that scene. <laughs> that is true. The, there are like parts where it's like first of all, like through tons of this movie, I'm like, so when do we get to see Tim Curry again? Yeah. Like, it's... I was sitting there, and I'm like, halfway through it, I'm like, this is a lot like like a lot of the Final Fantasy games, where mm-hmm. it's like, well, these are... Here's the bad guys that you're chasing after, but you know what? Like, two-thirds of the way through, we're gonna meet the real bad guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, eight is a really good... Final Fantasy eight is a very good example of that, where it's like... You're, you gotta you gotta kill this witch and then the witch ends up joining your party because for a little while mm-hmm. and it's like no you gotta fight this witch who's from the future and then it's like <laughs> oh there's another witch from further in the future and that's the one that's the real problem uh-huh. and you don't find that out until like disc three or four uh-huh. that game's insane but like, I have never played a Final Fantasy game ever yeah, like seven <laughs> is sort of like that too where it's like well this bad guy's really bad but there's some um so it's like it, it felt like that where it's like yeah well, we've got these little goblin guys running around chasing us but we haven't really done much with their boss yet 
and mm-hmm. um, it felt like that. And just the fact that I'm like, I'm missing Tim Curry in this makeup this whole time. This iconic makeup. makeup yeah. Um, it, it, it's kind I'm of like, jeez, like, let's the, go already. <laughs> but because I had completely forgotten that you, that's the first thing you see in this movie. So yeah. I kind of feel like they totally blew their load. Because, <laughs> like, it was, like, totally... Could have been a hell of a reveal Yeah. Later. And, like, They're and like, that oh, was... Shit. Yeah, and, like, that was the thing. They tried to kind of do that by not having the light be the right way and having it be the black light versus the regular light. Yeah. So, but, so then you can reveal the rest of it later. But it was just one of those, like, the very first thing you see is the biggest character and the coolest makeup and the thing in the big bad. So it's like, yeah. come on. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, overall, I, uh, I really liked it. I can see why people love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I think I would, at some point, I would like to go back and watch that director's cut just to see, like, how does it flow? Mm-hmm. Even though, like we said, it's like, do I really need to watch this whole scene, how they get this thing? I don't feel like no. it, you know. And I mean, I'm interested to see the other version of it only for the score. Oh, that too. The, the Tangerine Dream score is what I know it with yeah so it would be interesting to see it with the jerry goldsmith score because yeah, star trek number two right <laughs> i because i liked i really liked this score i was mm. curious how i was going to re- like receive it because mm-hmm. i'm like yeah huh, there you know it's an electronic um electronic music from the 80s you know is it gonna be like stereotypical or is it gonna is it gonna feel like an actual score and it did feel like an actual yep. score and it actually goes very well with this movie yeah it doesn't necessarily date it it no just, not at all it goes really well with the visuals yep. stuff it's and, it's very fantastical yeah. for lack of a better word and it's and it so. feels more cinematic as much as i love the Princess Bride, mm-hmm. I feel like the yeah. Casio keyboard sound <laughs> soundtrack to that movie mm-hmm. is a little like, hmm, you know, I wish they had a slightly bigger music budget. Yeah. But, um, but no, I really like this soundtrack, uh, this score a lot, but since I like Jerry Goldsmith's work so much, I would totally love to watch it with his uh with his version hmm. as well just to see um what he what he did for it i feel like hmm. and it could like change the tone of it too yeah you know well as we've both commented before whenever we hear a jerry goldsmith soundtrack that's not one of the star trek movies all of a sudden we keep hearing the star trek themes and various different right yeah, similarities if, super uh... like ripoff similarities in other movies that he's scored sometimes. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see if that same thing happens here. It's, and the other movies that we've seen it in and that we've heard his scores in, it doesn't take away from it that no. it's similar. Yeah. But just be, like I had said earlier, because we're such huge Trekkies, we notice it because yeah. we're, we're, we've heard it so many times. All, all of a sudden you're hearing, da, 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 and I'm and you're like, this is the of, wrong movie. <laughs> and I'm thinking of... Uh, Kirk is trying to buy time on, on the bridge, and you know, instead of whatever it is that I'm watching, yeah. I'm thinking, man, I want to watch Wrath of Khan again. So. And then we end up going and watching Wrath of Khan. So. Um, so it's definitely a movie that if you like high fantasy, watch Legend. 
Yeah. If you know, if you want to, if you're a Tim Curry fan, you absolutely need to watch this movie. Yeah, it's required viewing if you love, uh, if you love Mr. Curry. And we all know that if you are a Tim Curry fan, you judge other Tim Curry fans by what movie they know him from, right? Yeah. And which of which of his movies they have seen. So <laughs> we we have seen the extensive library of Tim Curry's so, yeah, yeah. stuff. So this was kind of like capping off. The end of yeah. This was like this was like a major part of the canon. Yes, of to, his canon. Had to get out we had of to, yeah, we had to do yeah. that. I'm not. A, it's like it's funny. It's like I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan. Oh, like God. he's all right, but I, it's um, I've never been like oh new Tom Cruise movies coming out. Not the same way that I am. Like you know if if there's a new you know if there's a Schwarzenegger movie coming or if there's you know. Um, I mean, hell, even like The Rock. Oh my, The Rock, you know, absolutely. Like, but like Tom, and it's like, dude. I there's... guess Tom Cruise is charismatic, but I, I no, just still... not in this movie. This no, not movie, in this. I this movie say, actually yeah. shows off how bad of an actor that he can actually be. Yeah, and, um, and, and it was it was early. And there are some movies that he's actually good in. Like I actually care didn't care for him in most of his movies. Um, that he's ever done, but, like, he has some that, like, I didn't really like him in Born on the Fourth of July. I thought it was too, like, way too overmuch, but that's not my type that, of movie. It's Oliver Stone, but, right? Yeah, but it's not my style Count of movie. Out. That's kind of the reason I didn't like it. But right. then, it, that stupid movie that he did where he... The, do you like my hat, Jenny? <laughs> that movie that I cannot... <laughs> Can't you tell me you like me hat? Can't you tell me that you like my hat? That movie that I can't think where he's... It's uh, him and Nicole... Away. K- far and Away. Yeah. Him and, and his then-wife. That movie... I actually kind of liked him in that movie. He, that he was decent in that movie. Right. But I think it was because it was supposed to be so overacted in that movie, kind of, sort <laughs> Maybe, of. Maybe, okay. There's a little bit... But then, like, um, you, then you get a, you get into, like, Interview with the Vampire, and I'm like, oh, oh dear God, well, could you cast anybody but him? Anybody but him. He's, a, he's, he's okay, isn't it? Oh. He is, he is. But, um... Uh, but uh, like Minority Report, I love him in Minority Report. Yeah, I agree, Report. but I think that was also a case of Minority Report is very close to a Mission Impossible style movie. True, yeah. So, but also like the guy he plays in it has to be a little crazy. Yeah, and we all know how crazy and he is. And he does crazy. Well. He does crazy yeah. well. But then but, you have, you know, and then you also go back to Mia Sara, and Mia Sara's been in a ton of things, but it's all very genre specific type of things. You know what? The so. thing after Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you anything else that she's done. That was the biggest movie that she was known for was I'm Ferris sure Bueller. It is. Um, it's the biggest movie that uh, what's his face has ever been in. Cameron. Yeah, that's Why true. Why can't I remember his real name? I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. She was also in Time Cop with Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, all right. She was in. Um, Nightmares and Dreamscapes, the TV miniseries. She's been on various TV shows. You know, she's she just kind of does things here and there, little things here and there. Nothing, yes, so. nothing, nothing on the level of Ferris Bueller or Legend anymore. Right. But, but she she's just, still doing fine. Yeah, and that's that's good. Something that I just I I I clicked Tim Curry by mistake on IMDb when I went to go click somebody else. By he has. Mistake. He, well, I went to click Mia Sarah and I clicked him instead because <laughs> they're right next to each other. But um, so he has 230 acting credits to his name on IMDb. Uh-huh. And that does not surprise me in the least because yeah, well, he has done so much. Plenty of TV yeah. and like, um, you know, video games. Vi- video games. So, you know, it's all, oh, yeah. they throw everything on IMDb oh, yeah. now. So you liked it? 
I did. I liked it. Was it was worth the 90 minutes of watching it. And, yeah, and, sure. and two hours we're of talking almost, about it. We're closing in on 80 minutes right now. <laughs> we're going to have an episode longer than the movie. Longer than but, the movie. Yeah. But no, I did. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I saw it. Um, yeah, it's like I got to catch up on Tim Curry. But it also it filled a hole in the uh, Ridley Scott mm-hmm. um, thing there. It's like yeah. there's like this and like... Duelists, I think, is his first movie. Mm-hmm. It was Harvey so. Keitel sword fighting with people. I don't think I've seen that movie. It, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I, I looked up a couple of it, but it was kind of what got him the job on Alien. Oh, okay. And um, it's just, it's one of those, it's like uh, how uh, Chris Nolan did Following and Memento. Oh. And then it's like, it's, so like if you were, or, uh, you know, or even um, Spielberg doing Duel. You know, like one of those movies that yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, that's his first movie and you watch it and you're like, whoa, he was so good even when he started. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, this is, uh, this is great. It, it's kind of a, it's a different turn mm-hmm. for Ridley, uh, but it's still, it's still quite good. I mm. enjoy it. And uh, I wish the guy would just uh, stop revisiting his old material because <laughs> he keeps trying to be like, no, I, I, I can, I can fix Alien, and it doesn't need to be now fixed. He's talk- but I heard that he wants to do a sequel to Gladiator too, and it's like, oh yeah, I heard that the other day too. No point, and no, uh, we don't need to. <laughs> that was a nice wraparound movie. It didn't, it's a, it's need a any... decent movie. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, overall, this was a, uh, this is definitely a good one to get started on. All right, so, yeah. Alright, so every week we are going to rotate, so this week was a Steve week, and yeah. he watched a movie that he's never seen that I like, and next week, or the next next week, yeah, right, next episode, I will be watching a movie that Steve wants me to watch, um, and we have very varying ideas of what a good movie is. <laughs> well, it's, it's like... Um, it's we come from different backgrounds. You've mm. got so much. You're a big horror fan. Mm-hmm. I've there's so much horror that I've never watched. Mm. Um, part of it is because it's just I hate being scared, but all <laughs> but also just because I don't know. It's uh, just never been something on my radar. Kind of the same way as like uh, you know, if you ask me about heavy metal, mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell you. I can't tell you anything. Yeah. So it's just because I'm not exposed to it. But, uh, yeah. No. So this was, but this was good. I think this was a good start. And we can get this in the bag and do another one. And uh, yeah, we'll just uh, keep on going. Alrighty. Yeah. One down off the pile. Yeah. I like this. One That's down. It. Are we gonna have two piles? Mine and yours. <laughs> and then, and, but we've also we've got some for movies that neither of us have seen. Correct. And we also and, have movies that. And we I we each assumed the other person would never have seen based on the other movies they've never seen, and it turns out they're some of our favorite movies, like Event Horizon. Well, no, I figured you had seen it. No, I thought you oh, had you never seen it. You figured I had because it's a horror yeah. movie. I figured no, out he's never seen that. No, and of course, great. you come in the living room one day and you're like, "Oh, I love this movie," yeah. and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> now we're gonna have a good time. But no, yeah, no, but I think we should just like do some episodes that we on movies that we just love just to have fun yes we will have some very special episodes of the watch pile and and have some some after school special episodes (laughs) all righty so that is the that is the watch pile for this week yeah join us next time where i'll be watching one of steve's movies when laurie gets to watch something that 
she should that she should see. That's all. <laughs> it's probably going to be Criterion Collection. I I will probably <laughs> pick some, but I'll also I think I'm I got something in mind that I think that you'll enjoy. So, okay. All yeah. right. All right. So that is our first episode of the Watch Pile. We hope we didn't go off on too many tangents or yeah. talk too too long about stupid things that you don't want to hear about. Uh, we will. Be back next time with something that I'm going to watch that Steve is going to pick out. And we will see you then. Bye. Bye, everybody. I see you shiver with anticipation.